Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here. And we pray that you get something powerful from today's sermon. Thank you. Let's put our hands together for everybody. Jesus himself was baptised at the age of 30 and uh, again, just like we did here, he was prayed for, dunked in some water, it probably wasn't quite as warm as that, nor was it as clean, uh, but the principle remains the same, it uh, signifies a new beginning, a new start and um, it's just so exciting to pe- see people make that decision, they make the decision uh, at the time of their choosing, um, when they're ready to, it's just a further step on in their relationship with God. I want to take a few moments this morning, and it won't be long, uh, to share some simple passages of Scripture. You know, there were many times that Jesus said things that even to this day caused considerable debate and questionings. They were things like this, the first will be last and the last will be first. Yeah, hang on, how does that work? How can you be first but last, but, but coming last and somehow come first? It doesn't make sense. The greatest among you must become a servant. Again, this is a contrarian type view. You, you, how, how do you go from being the greatest to the servant, and yet somehow the servant becomes the greatest? Another thing he said, he says, unless you change and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And so Jesus, in his ministry, would say all sorts of things that required more than just an initial uh, hearing. There was investigations, there was much more behind what he said. And another time he said, blessed are the poor in spirit, because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And yet on the other hand, we're supposed to be growing in spirit, if we're to somehow obtain the kingdom of heaven. The message I want to speak to you about this morning comes from Luke 9, 22 to 24, and it reads this way, Jesus speaking about himself, he says, the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things. He'll be rejected by the elders and leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He will be killed, but on the third day he will be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, and this is a controversial thing, if any of you wants to be my follower... You must give up your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it, but if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Let me read that last verse again. It says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it, but if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Again, it seems to be, hang on, what is he, what is he really trying to say here? It's like, um, as, you know, as we look at it, we think there's something odd in what he's trying to communicate. This message, this passage is all about trust and surrender. What he's really trying to say is, if you trust me and surrender your priorities and follow me, then I'll look after the rest. He's not actually saying you will lose everything you have. He's not actually saying that, that um, if you f- become a follower of Christ, then there is no sense of comfort, there is no sense of enjoyment, there is no pleasure. What he's actually saying is, hey, listen, 
You with all the things that matter to you now, if you're prepared to give them up and follow me, I'll show you a better way. Let me read to uh, another passage of Scripture. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, he says this, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. There's one thing we know about following, and that is if you're following, you're not leading. Is that right? So if, if, if we got someone to stand up today and, and that person was designated the leader and the rest of you were designated the followers, the only way you could follow the person who was in front, you know, if they took a path around through the building and back, the only way you could truly follow is if you were willing to give up your decision about the direction you wanted to take. Now, in a building like this, no one's worried, they're not going to get lost, it's no, there's no danger, but let's just imagine you're out in the middle of the bush somewhere, not on a bush track, but literally in the high country in Victoria somewhere, where there is no tracks and where it is literally bush. Now, some of you will say, oh, well, I'm competent, I can get through that. But there are very few people who are capable of orienteering their way through dense bush, now, the, what, what Jesus is trying to convey is the same concept. If there is a competent bushwalker, someone who has orienteering skills and has some experience, and you come across that person and he says, hey, listen, if you follow me, I'll get you out of here. What you've got to do is put aside your previous thoughts. Now, it's not unusual for people to get lost in the bush, and normally when they do get lost in the bush, uh, analysis proves that most of the time what they actually do is just go round and round in circles. Not in a small circle, not six foot, not, you know, 20 feet, but usually in a, in a large circle. Somehow, some way, they, they, they have a bias, and they go either left or right, and they end up back to the same place where they started. And so what Jesus is in effect saying, hey, listen, the life you live is like a, it's like a dense jungle. It's like a bush that you can never get out of. I'm not saying it's the same as the celebrity get me out of here jungle. But it's a, it, but, but it is, it, it's a maze. And what he's saying is give up your way. Surre be prepared to surrender your way. As a matter of fact, he went on, he, he actually said, if you give up your life, he says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. Your life, your way. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. What he's really saying in all of this is, trust me, surrender to me, and I will show you the way to life. Matthew 6, 33, I read it just a few moments ago, says, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be... And what, what he was really saying in that passage of Scripture is, I will show you how to live, and I'll show you how to get out of life the very best experience you could possibly have. But often what happens is we try and hang on to our own ways. It's, it's sort of like, I know, you know, when I was younger... I tried to do things my way, despite the fact that perhaps my dad would say, try and do it like this, and I'd think, oh, no, 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 I know how to do it, I'll do it this way. Reluctantly, after I'd go through the process of humbling myself, I would go back and then try it the way he'd done it, or the way he was suggesting I do it, because he'd had lots of experience. And, and, and you know, I think that's a little bit the same with life itself. 
You can try and live it your own way and you might get a, a result that you're happy with, but ultimately, God knows what's best for us all. It may seem that there's an initial sacrifice, there's an initial handing over, there's an initial surrender, but the path that he calls us on, you know, in Jeremiah 29, it, 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 it's, it's, he wants good for us. He wants us to experience the best of life. A passage of Scripture I quote all the time, John 10, 10, Jesus came that we have might, might have life and life more abundantly. That's an eternal life after this life, but it's an abundant life here and now. And if we're willing to hear what Jesus has to say and, and, and to apply his teaching to our lives, then we have the opportunity, not of abundant possessions, because they aren't the answer to life. But we can have a fulfilled life, a contented life, a life with purpose, a life with meaning. And there's an opportunity for every single one of us to go through the process of handing our life over to him that he might give us our life back in a new way and in an exciting experience. And so today it may be that you've been wondering, these people gone into the water, they've been baptized, you've seen them on the, on the camera there, they went under the water. The, 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 the real meaning behind baptism is this, it's just a, a symbolic experience where we're saying, my old life has ended, my new life has begun, I've been washed clean, I've been forgiven of all my sin, and now I'm headed in a new direction, and I'm willing to accept the, the direction that God gives to me for my life. And you know, today we're here to celebrate the decision they've made, but also to challenge you. Perhaps you're at a place where you want to make the same decision. Maybe that you're at, a, you're at a point now where you're saying, you know, I've not completely understood it before, but I do want to make the same decision. The reluctance is often around perfection. We think, oh, no, no, I'm not able to do that. I'm not good enough. I've done this. I've done that. Do you know, you're no different to the rest of us. None of us is perfect. We're all, if I can put it this way, sinners saved by grace. There isn't anything you have to do but be willing to accept what Jesus has done for you, and then you begin a journey. I'd like you just simply to close your eyes, and I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you today for the journey that the people we've seen baptized, for the journey that they've been on, uh, for, for some, for many, many years. And today marks a moment in time where they have made the decision they have to be obedient to you, to go through these waters of baptism just as Jesus, your son, did. Our prayer is that for everyone in this room, that they would all understand the experience that these people have had, and that they themselves would be challenged to take further steps in their relationship with you, that they might experience the life that you've promised to us, and that they might continue on the journey towards that experience. Father, I pray your blessing on, an everyone, on everyone in this building today, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now, we've got people watching us online as well, and they would have been involved and seen the same things that you've seen. And it may be today that you don't know Jesus Christ, whether you're online or you're here in the room, and you want to find out more about what it means to follow Christ. 
Uh, you can come and see any one of us later on. We'd be happy to talk to you and explain a little bit about what it means. You know, it was really good to see everyone all in the same t-shirts, but this is not a cult. You don't have to, you know, a sign of following is not the t-shirt you wear. It, uh, the, the t-shirts were, in, uh, were a way of uh, allowing everyone to maintain their modesty. That's all it was. And, um, and But if you want to talk to us about that, we'd happily talk to you if you're if you would like to see us thanks for listening through this message recorded live at resound church in melbourne you can find out more about who we are online including our service times and live streams have a great week and we'll catch you next time